Welcome to 10 Questions with Tane, the political series, where I catch up with candidates in this year's election to learn more about who they are and why they're standing. In this episode, I interviewed Doug Allington, the Bank's Peninsula candidate for Democracy NZ. Why are you standing for the Democracy New Zealand Party? There's a few points, but to to be brief, it's um, the message and the values of, of the party. Uh, I listened to Matt and started following Matt from late 2021. And uh, like what he, sa- he was saying, he was a politician that was um, saying something different to the current crop of politicians we've got. So I kept on following him and then um, right through the journey of him going to the parliamentary protest for quite a few days, I think twice for a couple of days. And then uh, after that, his desire to... Well, he broke away from National and then his desire to create a party to make a difference. And so I think you've you've got to um, adhere... Well, you've got to agree with, in a sense, within your own self, uh, the values and the principles of what someone's standing for. And for me, I have to respect that before I can get in behind someone or, a, or an entity or a party, for instance. And also they have the strongest chance of any of the non-parliamentary parties of gaining an electorate in Northland. Matt is well-respected up there. So from a party perspective, um, not a self-focused perspective, when you look at uh, Matt winning Northland and and how the party vote calculations work, we could have, the party could have five MPs with one electorate and 3.8% of the party vote. We don't even need to get to the threshold. So a lot of people saying oh, it's a wasted vote. No, it's not. Actually, it's an enhanced vote in my view. So I, I think that there's a few things, but I think um, from the non-parliamentary parties, I believe democracy and Z, and it's just not for me because who's to say whether I'll become an MP or not, but I'm helping the team. I'm helping that um, to get someone fresh get, or get fresh people in parliament that can make a difference. And are you standing for an electorate or are you standing on the list? Uh, standing in the Banks Peninsula electorate, which encompasses all the hills uh, of southern Christchurch or eastern Christchurch and some of the inner suburbs around the hills as well, Sumner, Hallsville, Kashmir, etc. And uh, my understanding is all the candidates will be on the list. Um, so we are... At this point, and I don't think we'll have any list-only MPs, but that's a decision for the board to make closer to the election. How long have you been involved in politics? Well, you really go back to year zero almost. In my youth, I was actually a member of the Labour Party. Um, and yes, I'm, I, it's confessional now, <laughs> but... <laughs> And I was also the student president of the Polytech, it was called ARA in Christchurch, and also the student rep on the full board. So I got uh, very early on, I got to see uh, first-hand politics, but also governance um, that has been influenced by politicians. And uh, really, mid-2021, I was uh, looking at all the issues New Zealand is facing, like I believe you would have been as well. And in the end, I don't like fatalism. Um, I think fatalism just allows the circumstances around you to take over and to control you. 
So I'm I'm the opposite of that. So I don't want to be a victim of the problem. I want to be part of the answer. So that's something that's stirring me and um, to make a difference in New Zealand. Why did you choose to get involved? There's, there are many things that I personally offer, um, a lot of skills in the housing, building construction, resource management legislation. I looked at the current crop of parliamentarians, and I know we're not wanting to bag, um, but we've got to offer a positive alternative. But they all, yeah, all, all the parties that have been in parliament or are in parliament supported the mandates. They supported all the measures of the current Labour government. So what we really need to look at is, um, do we have confidence that they have changed or will change if a similar global um, issue or hits, them, hits the world again and then it tries to influence New Zealand? So I think we really need politicians in Parliament that are prepared to stand up and listen to the people, stand up for the people, listen to them. I actually believe we need less central government or governance, like the politics have been centralised, um, health has been centralised. I personally believe, having been on the, the full council of the Christchurch Polytech or ARA, I, I believe we can bring all that back to a local and regional level. Three waters or now affordable waters, that's something that needs to be, those assets need to be given back to the local councils. Yeah, sure, local councils can make mistakes. They can have the wrong people on them, but they're more accessible to the citizens. Uh, for instance, all the citizens, that, a lot of citizens that turned up in Gore to put pressure on the council not to have a vote of no confidence in the Gore mayor, and that was stopped. Why? That was democracy. That was the voice of the people speaking. In Christchurch, uh, many of the ratepayers associations and the citizens' associations stood up against the medium density housing rules that the government is trying to force onto councils. And that caused the city council here in Christchurch to pause on that and to consider other options. That is democracy at work. The decision-making should be with the citizens, not with 120 people up in Wellington telling people what to do and how things should be done. In your opinion, what's the most pressing issue facing New Zealand today? Putting aside my personal um, experience and interest in housing, I think the, there's a lot of issues there. We're going to need another two, um, 100,000 houses on top of our current backlog um, in the next five years, according to economists. I believe that's New Zealand's autonomy, um, self, the right to self-determination, our independence, um, Jacinda Ardern in the 2019 Goalkeepers Conference, uh, sponsored by the Gates Foundation, 15-minute speech approximately said two things which uh, people need to realise. She said that our government, this is back in 2019, is placing, um, is implementing all the sustainable development goals of the UN, or your agenda 2030. A few minutes later, she said, we're putting global interests above domestic. To me, that's virtually treasonous. We should be having politicians that put domestic interests above international. And that's um, part of the reason I'm standing, is to, to ensure we have enough MPs in there, that Democracy NZ can be the conscience of any coalition, um, and 
cause a pause or a change on a lot of these issues until the citizens have been given a chance to actually have a say. How do you think we can solve that problem? Well, we need a clean out in Wellington. Um, uh, you know, we heard Michael Wood, was it, uh, who said, oh, there's a river of filth outside. Well, uh, if I became an MP, I'd actually take a water blaster in there figuratively just as a pic uh, and actually just stand on the steps and pretend to just be washing out Parliament because I think the rivers, I would say to Michael, would actually flow down, not up. So if there's any filth um, around Parliament, I think we need to start inside and um, actually deal with, you know, that very attitude itself is hate speech, but he was allowed to say it because he was a government MP. And for me, um, I'm involved in other things out of Parliament, which um, we can cover in a second. Sorry, out of politics. And um, and I actually think our government are the worst bullies, the worst haters. And here they are creating hate speech, which I hope one day might actually be used against them. Um, but we'll see how that pans out. And how is your campaign going? Oh, great. Um, we're still needing more volunteers. It's, it is a people's movement, so without the volunteers, um, they make the candidates, really. They support the candidates. So in Banks Financial, if there's anyone listening who would like to be involved, and also in all the areas, really, across New Zealand, um, put your hand up, make contact. I'm involved in the uh, economy um, uh, committee, uh, formulating the economy um, policies. Uh, strongly influencing or having an input in housing, resource management, and building construction. We need more houses. Like just recently, one of the uh, parties said we we're 100,000 houses understocked in New Zealand. A couple of years ago, Kiwi Bank said we we're 60,000. Um, a top economist uh, uh, based in Auckland said we will need another, we'll have another 250,000 people in New Zealand in the next, by 2027. So that's another 90 to 100,000 houses. So we actually need a party that understands those industries and how to build houses. So that's what I'm involved in, um, uh, as well as being a candidate for Banks Peninsula. We actually have a Canterbury team. So what we're doing with the three Canterbury candidates is we're covering all the region. So we're having meetings across. So if you like, there's, we're borderless um, electorates. We're just helping where we can. And what do you get up to when you're not campaigning, Doug? Well, I wear a few hats. I've got a full-time job in the building industry. Um, uh, I'm involved in uh, a youth um, charity, um, uh, looks at reaching out to the youth of this nation. I'm on the board. And one of my initiatives uh, in its early days, but we've had a few meetings, um, is to do a hand of hope a reason to live is to dealing with youth suicide. New Zealand has the highest rates of youth suicide in the developed, the developed world or the OECD countries, and uh, that's the 13 to 19-year-olds and 20 to 25. We're also seeing interesting in other areas of society like farmers and others um, areas where suicide is becoming a little bit more prominent. Why? And we need to deal with that. I personally think... We need to deal with, um, instead of gender ideology in our schools, well, I think we need to put that aside and that should be taken out of the health curriculum. I think we actually need a, a proactive approach to bullying because I think right from Parliament, right through society, 
what is bullying? It's intimidation, it's teasing, it's mocking. It's a lot of these things. And and to say that any youth in our schools don't do that is, um, I think, naive. So I think we replaced the gender ideology with a great um, uh, bullying campaign. And we really look at that as part of our health syllabus. Thanks so much for your time and best of luck on the campaign, Doug. Thank you very much, Tane, for the time. Thank you.